Bill Barty on this side. And Wes Lawson on this side. And Wes, there's obviously a lot of work going on in Charlotte. Houses, buildings, mm-hmm. roads. Yep. They're all being yep. worked on at a rapid pace, it seems, anyway. However, what about trails? Are hmm. trails for walking, biking, hiking, and even paddling being built? And if so, why? Brett Baranak is the project director for the Carolina Thread Trail. We've spoken about the Carolina Thread Trail here on the Carolina Outdoors since its inception back in 2007. Brett's been the project director since 18. We're going to find out about the importance of trails and trail networks and how they're keeping up with the growth in the Charlotte community as we welcome him aboard this Carolina Outdoor Train. Brett, welcome Thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be here. Glad to be on with you. Brett, I'm going to kick it off and ask you this question because I said the Charlotte community and in the minds of the Carolina Thread Trail, what exactly is the Charlotte community? Well, we think, you know, from from my standpoint, as I think about the Carolina Thread Trail and our mission, you know, to me, the Charlotte community is really representative of the 15 counties of Greater Charlotte of which every one of those counties is experiencing this this rapid growth that we're having. So whether it's, you know, Chester, South Carolina, the whole way up to Iredale and Statesville, or, you know, Cherokee and Cleveland counties in South and North Carolina, the whole way over to Anson County, it's that's how I think about the Charlotte areas. I think about the region because that's really what our footprint is for trail development. Well, you know what? Uh, you've got a campaign that launched back in December, and uh, I guess the Capital Campaign co-chair, Tim Belk, was quoted as saying uh, the same. It's our vision, quote, that you're going to be able to walk from Great Falls, South Carolina, to Rock Hill through downtown Charlotte and go all the way to Statesville or go slightly northwest. He was quoted as saying, oh, I didn't do my unquote, hmm. So with that being said, uh, Brett, how is it going? You started at zero back in 07 when when the Carolina Thread Trail was really developed through the uh, Catawba Lands Conservancy. Now I think you're up to the mid-500s in mileage of trails being built. Is that correct? That's right, Bill. So when you take into account, um, you know, as you know, it's a very ambitious plan um, for these 15 counties. When it's all said and done, um, it's over 1,600 miles. At the moment, there's about 350 miles of what I would call traditional land trail on the ground and, and available to the public to use, whether that's a paved greenway or, or a natural surface hiking or mountain biking trail. But then you add to that 170 miles of what we call blueways, which are the paddling opportunities on you know, the South Fork River, the Rocky River, the Catawba River. So um, there's a lot of um, a lot of uh, accessibility now for, for trails to be used all over the region. And, um, you know, over the next five years, assuming things continue on the current trajectory, we're hoping that we see about another nearly 200 miles of trail come online across the county. And, that, and that's really a tribute to our partner communities, whether it's, you know, Charlotte and Mecklenburg County, our largest partners right down to some of our smaller communities throughout the region. Everybody wants on board with trails. Everybody's realizing what an asset they are for quality of life. And you've got quite a uh, 
a variety of trails. If if you if if our listeners went to the Carolina Thread Trail map, you can even you know click to see which ones are ADA accessible, uh, which is pretty That's incredible. What kind of new developed trails, you know, what what are the next couple of months of trails look like? Is it going to be, you know, natural surface? Is it going to be paved greenways? What's on the, the near-term horizon for the Thread Trail? You know, as I think around the region, I think it's going to be a uh, a bit of a mix. Um, I think there's going to be some, there, there's, there's going to be some unpaved or natural surface trail types of opportunities, and there's going to be some paved trails. So, you know, kind of consistent with the variety of trails that we have around the region, it's evolving that that same sort of, you know, ratio is taking place. There's going to be a few miles of unpaved trails. There's going to be a few miles of paved trails here and there. So so it's still kind of a balance between those different variety types. Which I think everybody can appreciate. Now, are, can on, on any of these trails, can uh, can we bring bicycles or motorized vehicles or even horses? Yeah, the um, well, so uh, the intention for most of these trails are shared use, which means, you know, hiking, running, bicycling. Um, in some cases, there are a few trails where um, horses are permitted. But um, as far as motorized vehicles, those are off limits. So when you think of things like ATVs, mm-hmm. motorcycles mm-hmm. and those kinds of things, those are generally not permitted other than to accommodate, you know, if there's an emergency situation or if, um, you know, if there are certain users who have mobility challenges and they actually need, say, an electric motorized vehicle to get it around, they can do that. But for the most part, you're traditionally thinking about ATVs or motorized vehicles. Those aren't permitted on the trails. And not to split hairs too much, you know, we've seen a huge increase in e-bikes, electronic bicycles in the last couple yeah. of years. Are those still allowed? Because, you know, we can get up to a pretty good clip on some of those. <laughs> yeah. For the most part, they're pretty much allowed. I knew okay. that question yeah. was coming. Um, we we sponsored a um, – uh, we put on a bicycle ride actually last weekend way out in the eastern part of our region at the PD National Wildlife yeah. Refuge, and a few individuals had contacted me. Now, I didn't ride in that based on what I told you guys earlier because of my recovery, but – um, a few people had inquired about the use of electric bikes, and I said, that's fine. I said, but just understand that I want you to stay with the group and not get too far out ahead so we can manage everybody. Right. Yeah, that's good. Now, that, that PD area, that's that's quite a spot there. A lot of people don't know that part of the state and just how kind of lush that area can be or humid. There's some good things out in that. It kind of, you know, that part of our region tends to fly under the radar, and we you know, we're realized that we need to start promoting more some of those areas that not are are not always um, thought about when we think about the thread trail system. So there are some neat opportunities out there, neat facilities. Yeah, and we left it out, too, for our listeners out there. And we promote, of course, hiking, being outdoors, staying healthy. But somewhere along the way, Brett, you uh, blew out, and I'm scared to say it because Wes makes fun of the way I say Achilles. That's good. I like that. (laughs) So you are recovering um, from that, and we wish you, uh, you know, uh, speed in getting well from that injury. But um, your background, public sector land use, transportation planning, our background is, you know, promoting recreation, encouraging people to get outdoors. Brett, is the Carolina Thread Trail a place where both can meet, mm. uh, especially with uh, as we get denser and denser here in this area? Where does the Thread Trail fit in as far as 
just transportation, period? Well, it's it's certainly, you know, um, a lot of times the, 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 the go-to um, thought process on trails or the benefits, if you will, a lot of people just go to that fitness, you know, getting out there and, and walking or riding bicycles, which are great. But there's so many benefits to the Carolina Thread Trail. And sometimes people don't think about the transportation um, uh, component that they serve. Once you start linking up these trails and get more and more continuous miles, especially if they're, if they're you know, like the paved trails that you see around our larger urban areas, they make for a very viable um, way to, uh, to get around and, and be mobile, um, you know, using the bike. And if they're connected to places of work or areas of shopping or places where you do your kind of people do their daily the, the routine, uh, they are remarkable and, and, and quite frankly, in many cases, very efficient way to get um, to transport. And, you know, with gas prices the way they are now, it's not such a bad thing to maybe think about getting on a bike and, and you know, taking those shorter trips uh, with something other than your car. Yeah, this is not, uh, these gas prices are not let's go for a Sunday drive gas prices. <laughs> it is definitely let's go for a walk or a bike ride. So, you know, Brett, a lot of times when we talk about uh, trail systems, especially kind of in the urban settings, at some point we always end up talking about safety. Um, for better or for worse, it always comes up. How how are these kind of you know monitored and maintained so that uh, from a physical standpoint, you know the surfaces are clean and, and reasonably safe as much as we can expect in nature, uh, but then also from the standpoint of, of uh, you know crime and things like that, which we hate to talk about. Yeah, but it, it comes yeah. up. Yeah, well, a couple, you know, a couple points there, guys. Um, one is all of the partners, including our organization uh, as well. Um, who own and maintain these trails all have very dedicated resources for making sure that the trails are maintained in an appropriate manner, in a sustainable manner, so they're safe to traverse, whether you're on a bike or you're walking. Now, obviously, with certain trail types, there comes, you know, maybe a few different obstacles where a natural surface trail is not going to provide the same type of, you know, footing and, you know, just overall predictability versus a paved trail you know you're going to deal with some roots every once in a while or maybe a rock here or there but for the most part they're maintained to ensure their safety and of course the paved greenways um you know making i know for instance mecklenburg county has a very robust maintenance uh process and program so so the the um the partners involved with the trails are always looking out and, and making sure that they're as safe as possible to use Sounds pretty good to me. And then, and then I, to answer the question about crime, and I know that always comes up, and it's, it's something that really needs to be respected because public sure. safety and just thinking about your own personal safety is important. But, you know, we've seen and, um, you know, there's you know some literature out there that just shows that you do not really see any much in the way of crime. But what I tell people is crime can happen anywhere. That's true. But there's nothing about bringing trails into a community um, that increase crime or, or um, you know, make people more vulnerable because they're on trails. A lot of times I like to think that by having trails in areas that were once sort of left alone, you have this surveillance because people are using them. So there's eyes and ears out there. Um, that doesn't mean something couldn't happen, but there's nothing inherently about trails that, you know, increases crime. I think that's uh, very well said. 
We've got Brett Baranak on. He's the project director of the Carolina Thread Trail. It's a regional network of connected greenways, trails, and blueways in Charlotte Metro, which is 15 counties, both states, both Carolinas, and 2.9 million people. We're up to 530 miles or so of Carolina Thread Trail right now. Um, Brett, are we on track? I know it is a is it's a big undertaking, and it's been whatever since '07 or so. Yeah, I think 1,500 miles, if I'm not mistaken, is total of the 15 uh, counties. At least that's the plan. You can correct me if I'm wrong. How are we looking thus far? Are you happy with a uh, with our status, and um, how does it look moving forward? I, I am. I'm very optimistic. And actually, you know, um, to be specific, it, it, the, the plan's now up over 1,600 miles, guys. It's thirty <laughs> when you add up all the plans. But, you know, like I mentioned earlier, over the next five years, um, you know, we anticipate that if plans uh, go through with the work that we're doing, the work that the partners are doing to get their trails built, we feel pretty optimistic about you know, the better part of 200 miles of trails um, coming online in the next five years. And, you know, for all the, the terrible things that came out of the COVID pandemic, and I shouldn't say it's, it's not over, but I think you all know everybody flocked to the outdoors. And the usage of trails uh, during the pandemic just exploded. And, you know, people got out and rediscovered nature and, and got out on the trails. People were buying bicycles and canoes. And, you know, I don't see that that energy or that gravitation to the outdoors really slowing up anytime soon. I mean, that just sort of reinforced the importance of getting outside. And so, you know, I think that we even had one board member. I kind of use this uh, every once in a while when I'm talking. We had a board member who, who said we're about to embark on the golden age of trails, kind of speaking to the ambitious plans and the expeditious manner in which we think trails are going to be placed on out there in the real world. And um, so I'm pre- I'm pretty darn optimistic. Heck yeah, and I think we would resemble that here on the Carolina yes. Outdoors and uh, talking to uh, customers that have joined in over at Jesse Brown's Outdoors where we hang our hat through the week. And, Brett, I'm going a, I'm to a hone in on that word you've used, partners. When you say partners, is that um, counties, municipalities in the 15 counties around Charlotte? I, I know there's it, it others, is. but is that Gaston County or Mecklenburg? Yeah, that's that's all around. So that's the counties and the cities and towns, because it's always important to note so everybody understands how the Carolina Thread Trail works as an organization is, you know, we sell the 350 miles of trails out there. Well, the vast majority of those are not owned and maintained by our organization. We have, you know, um, control over our trails that we have on the properties through the Catawba Lands Conservancy, which is a little over 20 miles. But, you know, the municipalities typically own and maintain most of these trails and the Carolina thread trail, we act as a facilitator and kind of a catalytic type of um, role Mm -hmm. with our partners, helping them, whether it's some technical assistance, some planning, outreach to landowners, providing a grant, some grant funding that we have um, with our organization to help them take that concept from concept to reality, taking that line on a map and, and, and making it a real trail out there. So, so that's how we work, it's, and that's why I always stress about how our community partners, I mean, they're just, you know, so critical, and they're quite frankly, they're just vital to the success of, 
of expanding this network. Well, when last we spoke to you, one of the hot spots going on was over on the banks of Lake Wiley in Gaston County. And that was then, and that trail, bit of trail, has opened to uh, great success. I don't want to say how many, how long ago it opened, because that would go to when we last had you on to talk about the Carolina Thread Trail. What's the hot spot right now? Can you give us any uh, any teases into areas of the Carolina Thread Trail that are getting special attention or have a high yeah. amount of growth? Yeah, I can tell you a few different areas of you as you think about this large, what I'll say, a spider web of of trail networks around the 15 counties, we've honed in on um, some, you know, critical strategic corridors that just have all the right energy right now to put more continuous miles down. And, and one of those, you know, related to what you just said about Lake Wiley and Gaston County is the South Fork corridor. So plans for an eventual 26 mile continuous trail um, along Lake Wiley and the South Fork River up through Spencer, up to Spencer Mountain, uh, what we call our South Fork Corridor. The communities along there, the, um, the favorability is just, it's really good right now to get those trails all connected and fill in some gaps. There's some development opportunities um, that are happening over there that are going to create some trail. So there's that. There's the continuation of all the great work that Mecklenburg and Charlotte are doing for the South, or for the um, Cross Charlotte Trail. Um, oh boy, uh, there's some rail trails. If you guys are familiar with the term rail trails, like Virginia Creeper Trail or New River Trail, um, we've been working with the little town of Great Falls, South Carolina, and Chester County. Um, and in addition to a state park that's being developed there for whitewater rafting on the Catawba, we actually have worked with Great Falls to help them purchase land from CSX Rail. Uh, railroad to get a four-mile rail-to-trail project in there. So that's underway right now. And then Shelby out in Cleveland County, they went through a similar process, got 10 miles of uh, rail corridor from Norfolk Southern. They're working on the first phase of their um, rail-trail project. So there's some there's, there's activity all over the region, and, and there are some real hot spots, like I just mentioned. And then also, you know, down in Rock Hill, uh, in Fort Mill and getting connected up to Mecklenburg County and getting down to the Catawba Indian Nation. A lot of good things going on down in South Carolina and York County. So, you know, we've got this great interactive map on the website. We can search by activity, yeah. by distance, if it's ADA accessible, trail surface, all this kind of stuff. But my last question for you, because you have covered so much that I was thinking about asking and so much more, somebody who's new to the area just learns about the Carolina Thread Trail, what is or what are one or two trails that are good entry, kind of introductory trails to the CTT? Where should they go first? These are the one questions that always get me in trouble because <laughs> I don't want anybody thinking I favor trails. When somebody asks me, what's your favorite trail, Brett? Well, every trail is my favorite. <laughs> um, but, you know, th- thinking about the different surface types, and if somebody wants to, you know, get out on a, on a good urban paved greenway. I mean, you can't go wrong with, 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 you know, being in Charlotte and Mecklenburg County and using places like little sugar Creek greenway. I think that's a, um, you know, the, sort of the type of trail that a lot of people envision. When I think of these urban greenways they are paved, but you know, for many, for, for more of a natural setting, you know, trails in Gaston County along the short South Fork river, Lincoln County, the South Fork Rail Trail, South Fork Trail in Gaston County, those run along the, the river, 
Um, they go through conservation areas. So they're a real, uh, very appealing if you want to kind of have that sense of nature. Um, the Kings Mountain Gateway Trail in Kings Mountain, North Carolina, and Cleveland County is a great unpaved yet wider, more compacted type of trail that's, um, that accommodates a variety of users. Um, coming down south to Rock Hill, Piedmont Medical Center Trail in the Riverwalk neighborhood. Um, but, you know, I would say, you know, you guys mentioned the map that we have. Go online uh, to carolinathreadtrailmap.org. Check out the map, and you can get all the information about that. And, and, and choose for yourself, or feel free to, you know, email or call into the Thread Trail, and we're happy to talk you through some some recommendations. It's an awesome opportunity for people who are even in the community as this thing becomes developed and people moving into our community. Brett Baranak, thank you always for taking the time to come on and, and share everything that you know about the Carolina Thread Trail with us and our listeners on the Carolina Outdoors. Guys, always a pleasure. Thanks again for having me. Oh, Brett, and also, get well. <laughs> Yeah. Keep I ice on that thing. Get out on those trails. <laughs> that, that's right. They want you back on the bike quick. So uh, <laughs> yeah. get well. <laughs> and we're going to come back and take a quick break. He's Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors. <laughs> 